Greetings, grandstanders. Welcome to a anniversarial edition. Is, is that a word, Professor? Anniversarial? Anniversary? Anniversary edition of Grandstand Podcast? I like anniversarial. It's good, huh? Yeah. Welcome to an anniversarial edition of Grandstand Podcast. We actually made it. I actually never, I was never in doubt that we would make it. It was just still, it felt really good to think today. This has now been a year that we've been doing Grandstand Podcast. Uh, Grandstand has now officially been around the sun, uh, has made one trip around the sun. So uh, happy birthday to Grandstand. Uh, Professor, how are you feeling about that? We, we one year under our belt. Yeah, pretty crazy. That, that, I, it doesn't feel like a year. It it seems like that. Uh, it seems like just yesterday that we started. Which which shoot reminds me, we we need to send our uh, our website payment bill. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> we need to pay our bill because if it's been a year, <laughs> let me. We, I better check the website. Make sure it's still up. Well, well. Uh, uh, do you uh, remember the the ex- do you do you remember the exact date that we started? It was uh, the day after Thanksgiving last year, uh, on Black Friday. That's awesome. Yes, so it's been a year. I, like I said, I'm not surprised. I'm just more. I, I'm I'm proud actually uh, of the work we've done this year, and but it still it still feels it still feels surreal to think that we've been doing this for a year, and and it's it's uh, it's just only going to get better. Uh, Professor, how are you doing out there? Good, good. It's a um, beautiful day today. It's, it's fall could not be any nicer. So, so fall in New York is supposed to be pretty badass, right? Yeah, it just it looks beautiful. It feels so nice, and um, uh, it just makes going outside so enjoyable. Yeah, the, San Diego has been called, uh, or some people call it, the land of thirteen springs, because spring pops up thirteen times throughout the year. So, yeah, I mean, I get tired of the sun. Start taking it for granted. Well, here we are talking about the weather because because um, uh, today's episode is not about the weather. But why do people talk about the weather when they have nothing to talk about, Professor? Um, what do you think well, that's about? I don't. I th- I think that's a myth. I don't because we have tons to talk about, and and here we are talking about the weather. <laughs> so there you go. There. I mean, it's. I think it's a fair thing to talk about. The weather is such like a vital part. I mean, it dictates what you're going to wear that day, and and lot, etc., etc. Right? And 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 kind of your disposition. And I mean, here we are just going on and on. Anyways, let's just get into it. Let's get into the periphery. First episode was about um, booze, and it's it's uh, it's relationship. It's inherent. Uh, 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 it's being an inherent part of the of the sports spectating spectacle, and today we're going to talk about probably what I th- what uh, something we've talked about, alluded to, and and mentioned in, in other various episodes, and that is the actual stadium, or as we like to call it, the cathedral. So today we're going to talk about the actual the 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 edifice that host or that that uh that uh, contains the spectating spectacle that we are all a uh so enamored with professor do you have a favorite uh stadium cathedral that you visited one that's the most memorable to you or to you is is holy and sacred ah uh, man well well let me ask you did you go to the old yankee stadium did you get to yeah. see that place yeah okay cool 
So, so tell me, as far as cathedrals go, uh, one that you visited that 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 is is, is important to you. Uh, well, despite the fact that it's not even like it's not even from my childhood, I have to say I, I do have a stronger bond, like to, stronger connection and, and and love for Petco Park than I do Qualcomm Stadium. Even though, like when I think Padres, you would think like the place that you grew up watching watching uh, one of your favorite sports teams, but um. I have a more of an emotional attachment to Peco Park than I do uh, for Qualcomm. Can the c- cathedral or the parish that you belong to, and I'm using these words, these terms metaphorically, of course, because we're talking about sports and the spectating spectacle, although if you want to talk about churches too, I- I'm down to talk about that, but can your local parish or your local cathedral uh, forge your identity as, as, a, as a spectator? Does it? How big of a role does it play, Professor? Yeah, I think if if it is a place that you spent, uh, whether it be the religious cathedral or or temple or mosque or whatever, um, or or the sporting one, um, if it's a place that you uh, spent a significant amount of time um, having collective experiences, then yeah, I, I would say definitely so. And I guess that's why Pickle Park is more meaningful to me because even though I did go to to Qualcomm as a child. Peco Park is the is the the one sporting venue um, that I visited on a regular basis, and it, be, it Qualcomm was not so much the case. Peco Park became a ritual, it, and it became a weekend ritual, like an every other weekend ritual uh, mm-hmm. for 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 consecutive years, uh, mm-hmm. going with the same people, going to the same place, and I think that's an important part of of uh, a cathedral being, you know. In order to make a cathedral sacred, it's it's it, rituals are that kind of that reinforcing um, element, and um, when it when it comes to to sports, yeah, Petco was that was the place, and uh, and of course, <laughs> and the most important ritual, uh, watching the Padres lose, right, while drinking a lot of beer. Ah, and that's and the and of course the the necessary prop. Well, let me tell you a story about so um, the, the cathedral is is the. Is the seat of of the bishop, right? The cathedral is is supposed to be this this the the place kind of where the where the bishop is at, right? Yeah. And and prior to the prior to the to the to the evolution of of the so we're we're talking here about the, uh, uh, Christianity and and Catholicism specifically, and prior to 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 the expansion of the of the Christian uh, Holy Roman Empire. Um, throughout the world, it was it was kind of centered in Italy, right? And then after it, after it, it, after it, it expanded to the entire world. It, it it had still had its seat of power in Italy, but a really interesting thing happened in in the you know the pre before the Renaissance, uh, you know, in the 1300s, the the um, the bishops were essentially the 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 power of each of the little communes or the cities that ended up becoming the city states and the bishops were the most powerful people and in order to kind of uh, like like your your seat of power needed needed a, a a symbol or something to to kind of to remind everyone who was in charge and you know the cathedral came to represent kind of like the you know the 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 the, the symbol of the christian of the church to remind you who's in control and in that church was the bishop eventually those communes 
that were so centered or tied to their parishes or to their cathedrals in this in this case um they evolved into into municipal governments that ended up becoming you know uh, more than just uh, uh centrally dominated by the church but the reason i'm bringing all that up is because after the reformation after uh after the the protestant reformation a lot of a lot of churches kind of were left behind that were no longer being used as Christian churches, and that idea of a cathedral remained. And it 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 is not uncommon in a city for you to have a you know a Presbyterian cathedral, a Catholic cathedral, and some other kind of denomination. You know, up to three denominations in a in a city with different cathedrals, right? And I, I tell that story. Um, are, are you with me, still, Professor? Did I did I tell that okay? Did it sound okay? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason I tell that is because my grandmother, uh, and who is your grandmother too, Goya, uh, used to take me to church with her, and and um, she, you know that was that was like a, a a weekly ritual that we would engage in. And one day she decided to take me downtown to the cathedral um, in in San Diego, and we went, took the bus, got off the bus walked into the cathedral and there was no mass we just kind of walked around and uh, I, I do remember that that some of the some of the icons and the and the imagery was very different than the the more uh, visceral Catholic iconography that I was used to you know um, Catholic iconography can be a little gory you know and uh, and this was kind of more subdued and I just remember thinking like oh this is like a, a different kind of Catholic church I've never been into anyways we prayed. Uh, you know, I I, I I don't know what promises or deals I brokered with God that day uh, on my knees uh, in front of the altar, uh, only to realize later after we were walking back home to catch the bus that we went into the wrong cathedral. Hmm. We went to, a, 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 a I think it was a Methodist one or a, I forget what it was, but it's essentially we went to not the Catholic one. And, and of course, we really laughed and and that's like that's a memory that lives with me, and 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 the reason I say that is because um, <clears throat> I really love cathedrals. I love the idea of cathedrals, and to me, uh, my my first cathedral that I ever went to was Qualcomm Stadium, and even though I I prefer Petco because of the way it 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 kind of is more centered around the game and the beauty of the game, it it, it and, and let me expand on that. I feel like. Um, Petco is a baseball park, and for those who love baseball or who understand like what it means to have a baseball park versus a multi-use stadium, there are major differences. So, I really appreciate that aspect of Petco. But my cathedral is 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 what used to be Jack Murphy Stadium, Qualcomm Stadium. Um, yeah, so so you know, it's it it became a ritual for for me. It was Friday nights with my father, uh, first base side. Uh, right by the right field line, uh, you know, I get to say hi to Tony Gwynn, and he, you know, he would occasionally look up at me and say hello. But yeah, that was that's 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 my cathedral. Even though I've been to I've been to a lot of the really important cathedrals of the sports spectating spectacle in uh, in the Americas, but to me, that's the one. And yes, the Padres were losing a lot. They do say that that fan bases that experience loss more than winning uh, form a, a tighter bond with one another. Right. Do they know why? I think it's probably I would uh, going through when you go through difficult times, when you go through pain and suffering with other people, you know, or it 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 strengthens the 
the connections that you have with those people that you've been through through those uh, pressing times with. <laughs> Which is kind of what a lot of Catholicism is about, pain and suffering. Yeah. Well, when looking at um, more like animistic religions, like mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. like tribal religions and uh, more indigenous uh, religious groups, like a lot of their rite of passages are sometimes some call them rites of terror, mm-hmm. where you know the the they, they consist of like really have really intense uh, in, intense emotional experiences like. Uh, like jump you, have you seen like in Papua New Guinea how they they jump like they kind of yeah. like bungee, bungee jump yes. like yes. right like so so those are are called um um shoot it's slipping my my mind the cuz there's so there's there's doctrinal rituals which is like what we're used to like within Catholicism mm-hmm. and most mm-hmm. major religions it's just a matter of memorizing like memorizing scriptures and 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 that's a way right. of like kind of like standardizing um where these more uh more uh indigenous groups um uh imagistic rituals where the, the the purpose of those is to you know it's rituals that that leave a lasting uh emotional impression on you um because if you go through that with a group of people you those type of uh experiences really make you form uh, powerful bonds with with each other. Um, the one that there's one group in um, uh, shoot, also in Papua New Guinea, I think, um, where they're called the Deary tribe. And I remember reading about how they would uh, you knock off a, a so when a boy was turned eight or nine, ten years old or so, uh, knock out their their front teeth, bury it, mm-hmm. then leave the kid in the middle of a forest. Mm. And then, and then um, figure and, it out, and then make him find his way back to the village. And then, uh-huh. when he finds his, when he found, because they don't exist anymore, when he found his way back to the village, there is a big celebration. And now he's, um, you know, he's a man. So, you know, it's it, it said that those type of rituals just uh, it's they make for forging much more powerful, powerful bonds with the group. And and I think that kind of goes in line with this idea of suffering and, and pain. And because usually they tend to be painful uh, experiences. You know, that's a great analogy that you just gave. Uh, what do you call it? Um, um, uh, as opposed to doctrinal, what did you call it? What is um, the other word? Imagistic. I can, imagistic. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. That's actually that that that's a, that's an excellent comparison or analogy because I think so much of what you experience as in the grandstand is it is is imagistic right if 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 even if you're watching it live like in person or if you're watching it on the tv you know as a as a say a padre fan who could forget uh losing to the colorado rockies uh right yep. in that playoff game right it's like it never i mean that was tragic um i i by the time i got home i had like gotten rid of almost all my clothes. I was missing the flip-flop. I, I don't know why I decided to uh, take my clothes off. You see, it's part of the ritual, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I remember that night vividly. Yep. So so there is this imagistic uh, quality to uh, quality to it, right? Because it's it's uh, it's not really the icons uh, or the, 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 the statues that bind us. It's the memory of this image of losing that damn game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, excellent, excellent um, comparison, example, or analogy. Does does the so so going off of that, is the cathedral the 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 spiritual home of the grandstander? 
is that where the the seed of grandstanding gets planted? Mm. Yeah. Do do you need to attend the cathedral to 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 really catch the euphoria of it, or can you do it via satellite? I I think like no, not necessarily, right? Like it, it's becoming all the more. Uh, yeah, like you, you're for so many people, the couch is is a much preferable, um, much preferable uh, place to to grandstand from. Um, but there's nothing beats, you know, or the, you know, you have to experience that, you know, you have to go to that main cathedral. Maybe it's kind of like the like the 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 Kabbal, the Kaaba, the mm-hmm. where the where Muslims go for the pilgrimage, you know, for the Hajj, mm-hmm. where it's kind of one of those things like. Yeah, you can you can watch from home most of the time. But you have to go. But you once. have to make that pilgrimage to the stadium, to the cathedral, at least once. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's not the best comparison. Maybe that, that comparison oh. is better to, like, you have to attend a Super Bowl or a World Series or a World Cup. Like, that maybe is the more appropriate um, analogy. You could say that, but I would say that to to a purist, a purist fan... Um, you you could you could make an argument that that the when the spectacle gets to the season finale, the World Series, the World Cup final, the the Super Bowl, that it's it 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 no longer it has lost its 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 uh its sport value and it's now become just pure spectacle, right? Don't you hear people say that all the time? You know, yeah. but by the time it's the Super Bowl, it's it's. It's you know it's no longer about uh, the players, but about uh, nachos and Doritos and guacamole. Yeah, well, for 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 most people, but but for those two fan bases, true that. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. It's still it's still the biggest game of arguably their life. Their lives, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know how there's a trend towards um, as as countries become more more industrialized, more economically advanced, they they seem to become more more secularized. Mm-hmm. But you know what what's being seen is that maybe it's not so much you know like the the whole theory of secularization or the whole claim that 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 say for example like the United States has become more secularized is increasingly becoming uh, a lot. Of, there's a lot of uh, uh, argument against that now, and um, and and what it seems what seems to be happening is just religion is becoming more individualized. People don't feel the need to go to the cathedral anymore. Mm. They, they can, they can listen from their iPhone, from their iPad, or whatever. Uh, they can listen to it while they're working out by themselves, and and also they can kind of cherry pick. And e- each individual has like a their religion make is a combination of multiple, multiple different like spiritual or religious beliefs. Um, so I wonder if that. Are we seeing that in sport, or or will we start seeing that? Or I think in some sports, definitely. Like, how many NFL fans have already said to themselves, like, "Yeah, I probably won't ever be going. I won't be going to any football games anymore because um, I I don't want to pay freaking eighty dollars for like the cheapest available ticket." And right. so and so, really, their so their grandstanding does consist of you know mainly from home. And then how much of it has been, uh, you know, this idea that the game experience has been improved by the fact that you can watch at home. And, and some people argue, although I don't agree, that it's 
uh, you know, people say I'd rather watch it at home. Uh, uh, I, I get to experience it in a better way than when I'm up way, you know, way up at the top in the view section. And, you know, it's not the same, right? Um, and then also, again, you bring up another excellent point, and that is the this idea that you were saying and i want to i want to make sure i understood this correctly you're saying it's become more did you say personal like the 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 religion the the interaction with the spiritual aspect of religion has become more personal more individualized is that what you, is that more or less what you said yeah within its origins religion is a communal institution um but what's being made more possible is is for it to be to exist in a more individualized form like you don't have to go to the actual worship center anymore to right. to 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 be a religious person right and then you don't have to actually go to the game cuz you could like watch it on your phone and you don't even have to actually follow a team anymore cuz you could follow players and engage with the spectating sports spectating experience simply by engaging in fantasy sports or mm-hmm. in that kind of you know it, it's it's Again, I think you bring up these really excellent points in these comparisons between religion and and sports, which we always talk about here. But but today we're specifically because we're talking about the cathedral. And is 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 there is there a difference between watching the game from? And we're not going to say that if you watch from way up at the top in the do we do we generally refer to that as the view section? What do you call that upper deck? Let's call it right upper deck, right? We call it the upper deck. Yeah, upper deck. The view, the nosebleeds. The nosebleeds. Thank you. The bleachers. Um, um, there's a difference between, and I'm not talking about that, but there's a difference between watching uh, 10 rows up than watching from uh, behind the right field wall, yeah, in the experience? <laughs> or is it the same? No, not even close to the same. Can you expand on that? I guess as, as um, shoot, man, as I've grown as a, you know, it, it, not so much as I haven't necessarily grown as a more religious person, but um, as I've moved on up as in in the in the spiritual world of sports, um, I've I've made my way closer down onto the down to the to the altar, and um, and I think the closer you're there, the the more you have to pay attention to to what we're there to to watch, you know, like to what we're there to to worship. Especially if you're at a baseball game, because you might get hit with a baseball. Yeah, and so yeah, so I think when you're sitting at the very top, you're more you're 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 grandstanding. Like you're definitely grandstanding. You're and you're um, shoot. Don't they call the top the grandstand as well? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I mean you're there, and, and your interaction changes because yep. when you're when you're very close to the action, like when you're very close to the altar, you're going to be kind of hanging on to the to the preacher's uh, words, to the priest's words, uh, much more viscerally than if you're sitting in the back row because you showed up late. um, uh, And now now you're interacting with the words of the priest and also with the the guy standing in front of you uh, checking his fantasy football score. Uh, You know what I'm saying? And you're kind of like peeking over his shoulder and and interacting with that as well. And I think that's what makes the grandstand so, so amazing is that there's the element of what's happening in front of you on the field, and then also what's happening in the grandstand, right? Yeah, it's like it, it's operating on two levels that experience, right? Yeah, and I would say the when when we're higher up, um, I'd, I'd say the the interaction with with the grandstanders um, 
supersedes the actual what's going on down down on the field or 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 in the church uh, on at the altar and, and i'm gonna pontificate here but uh it's a much more cerebral experience in the grandstand than actually down on the field even though i think you get more of the purists down closer to the field but but uh, uh, you're having to be much more sharp and quick-witted in the upper deck than you would in the uh, front row seats, would you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, dude, uh, I, you saw I, I sent you a text. Um, I, I just pretty much sat front row at a wrestling show at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I mean, so that, been... that, that would be a cathedral of, of wrestling. Yes. Oh, shoot, yeah. Well, the cathedral? Yeah, although, I mean, it wasn't Madison Square Garden, like, it was the, the it was the Madison Square Garden, the, which is within Madison Square Garden. But it's Madison in Square it's Garden in the theater. same house. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which dude, and that gets to something else that we could talk about, which is also this idea of when what we're 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 spectating, when when we make a circle around it, or when it's like at a concert or something. You know how there's like the stage or at a theater or like at a play. You know, like there's a stage and then everybody is facing it. At sporting events, we make a circle around it. Theater in the round, they call it. Ah, yes, yes. Um, but this for this one, it was um, because it was in the Madison Square Garden Theater. It was a way different setup than, than wrestling shows ever are. And so it was like we're all kind of facing the same direction. And so I would have to turn around to, to, to get a feel for because I always when I'm there, like I want to get a feel for like the whole the whole experience. That is interesting to think. Are there any sports in which the, the spectacle, the main spectacle is not taking place in the, uh, in the, in, in the center and, and with the, with the, the grandstanders making a circle around it. Hmm. Like, is that only something when it comes to forms of entertainment, is it only, is it only the, you know, the theater and, uh, that, oh, that has that uh I guess like, like, um, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, the first thing I think about is like racquetball or, Fronton, high ally, but you could, in theory, sit all around it. Mm-hmm. You know, hmm. you yeah. don't have to sit in one direction to appreciate it, right? That is one of the strongest ways to, the most powerful ways to uh, make a make an object, you know, symbolically sacred, is by forming a circle around it. Mm. And so that's why you see that with the uh, oh, well, shit, like what the with the the. The whole the, making the circle around the the big block, the the Kaaba that we were talking about, or like when Jews do a circle around the yeah the yeah, table in the yeah, Torah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it makes sense that sports would do that. This old house. This old house was to my children. This old house was to my wife. This old house was the home and comfort as we fought the storm of life. This old house was rang with laughter. This old house heard many shouts. Now she trembles in the darkness when the night comes about. I ain't gonna need this house no longer. I ain't gonna need this house no more. Can a grandstand be gentrified? <laughs> it wouldn't seem uh, right. Right from the from just from 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 the. I asked you that question. It doesn't seem that way because it's virtually impossible for uh, there to. I, I see the grandstand as 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 uh, as comprised of of many different. 
social classes. And I think a lot of people who really love their team, regardless of what their income is, if their priority is to be really close to the altar, they will invest in in much the same way that you or I would invest in something that is, that holds that much value to us, right? Uh, I love I love to be in the grandstand, but occasionally, if I get a chance to be near close to the altar, I will jump at the opportunity, and I will unload uh, some cash on being close the same way I would unload some cash on a piece of steak. Um, but with that said, um, can you gentrify the grandstand? <laughs> Man. I don't what know. would that look like? Well, would <laughs> would it look like? Uh, would it would it be the the people who, who the people who normally uh, have the luxury and have the 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 means to to sit down at the bottom, sit closer to the to the center stage, um, uh, deciding that it's actually a lot nicer sitting up top, and then. <laughs> And then uh, displacing the people who normally like the ones who, who you know, that's all they can afford is sitting up at the at the nosebleeds. And um, before they know it, the nosebleeds become uh, they become outpriced. So, so traditionally, um, and I, I think we're when we I think right now as we're talking, we're thinking a lot in terms of of the baseball stadium, right? The baseball field right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess you could apply it to um, to other sports, but. I generally think of the bleachers as as uh, as as the low income part of the grandstand, right? Yeah. But being that the game has evolved and that uh, so much of it has become about entertainment, it's almost like that part where I remember as a kid, I could go to to Jack Murphy Stadium now Qualcomm, and my ticket to get in to watch the San Diego Padres play was three bucks, dude. You know. That was kind of like if it was. It was kind of like, do you want to go? Um, do you want to go uh, 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 get an ice cream, or do you want to go watch a Padre game? Like that's really what it was. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. N- n- uh, you know, the, the the cheapest seats at Petco Park are, I think, eleven dollars, right? But that's on a shitty night when the Diamondbacks are in town. The rest of the time. Major League Baseball reserves the right to raise the prices based on who's in town. So that that eleven dollar ticket now all of a sudden costs twenty dollars. Um, is the bleach are the bleachers being gentrified or taken over by people who now see uh, some of the some of the you know the bleachers are for 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 um, um, the 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 diehard riffraff the 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 the, the 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 when I think of the grandstand I think of not so much the nosebleed but I think of the bleachers behind behind the the outfield wall, wouldn't you say? Okay, yeah. Can that be gentrified? Is it being gentrified? Is it done being gentrified? Are we now? How we the upper deck now has become the uh, new. I mean, what follows after Brooklyn? What do people move after Brooklyn? Uh, new Jersey. So is the upper deck New Jersey? Is that, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. That's a, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, um, or I guess the couch staying home is exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, well, dude, I mean, definitely Peco, right? Like the the that whole what is that new? Like the sun deck? Um, oh yeah, the sun deck. Oh, that's actually a great example. Yeah, yes, that's and and tr- and of course, just in typical modern gentrified fashion. Uh, you know, it's it's its main prop is artisanal beer. Right. So um, 
I've been to Wrigley. That's that's a, I, I never got the the opportunity to go to the old Yankee Stadium, and I, I do really regret that because I really wish I would have seen it. Um, I, I've yet to go to Fenway, but of of the old time parks, the one that I've been to is Wrigley, and I gotta say it's pretty pretty special. Um, um, and I had really awesome seats. I was really close to the altar. Um, and, and being there, of course, I, I, you know, gave into the nostalgia of, of the game that, that the, the, the baseball experience that I was sold, you know, in my head as a child of what baseball was and what it represented. Right. So if, um, if, if Wrigley is, is, uh, Notre Dame, the mega church is, uh, or uh, 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 Petco is the mega church. Um, do you see it that way, or am I just am I just like pontificating again? Yeah, no, definitely, most definitely, and and, and, and not just I mean Petco Park for us, but like just pretty much every you're you're saying like every modern yeah. Ballpark. I'm using that as an example because yeah. I can't I can't you know I can't I mean I've been to I've been to Pac or it's not called Pac Bell anymore. It's called AT AT and T Park. Shit, I I don't know what it's called now, but I've been to that one, and it still has uh, these uh, I call them molly uh, elements, and I'm talking like mall, like it reminds me of a mall. It feels like you're in a shopping mall, regardless of how quaint and uh, and uh, nostalgic it seems. It it still reminds me. It feels like I'm at a mall, a shopping mall. Yeah, dude. So that's, so I agree. With, you're talking about um, uh, giants. Yes. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like it, 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 it somehow um, has been able to retain. Uh, I don't know, like some type of old school charm to it, like ballpark charm. Would you say? Would you agree? Uh, AT and T Park. Yeah. Yes. Like, while, but, but while still being like you're saying, still having the 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 modern mall feel. Yeah, because because I think that's generally. Refer- I mean, there's there's the first one or the the first one that that started. It was a uh, Oriole Park, you know, Camden Yards. Mm-hmm. But but I think that AT and T Park was was kind of like the 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 one that's that's referenced along with Camden Yards as as one one that was executed uh, in a really nice way, you know. Uh, but it still feels like you're at a fucking mall. Yeah, and I would say the same for Peco, right? Like, they, they, I I think they purpose it, and that's why that's why Peco kept like the Western Supply Building, mm-hmm. you know, to still give it that like. Mm-hmm. nostalgic old school feel mm-hmm. um so like with with mega churches those are called composite orient oriented mega churches mm-hmm. where they try to combine like because there are christians who who think like the mega church is bullshit like mm-hmm. pretty much the same way we think like oh it feels like a mall <laughs> like they want something more yeah. old school like more traditional right. and so you have some mega churches that have that make that effort to to like combine the two mm-hmm. um as opposed to like the more the the full on non traditional ones, which I would compare to like uh, like the Diamondbacks and like the yeah like, like Milwaukee like they yeah like they have like slides and like yeah. like they have like an amusement park in like center yeah. field or something like yeah. that looks ridiculous and it looks stupid and it looks it just I don't know like it's way too it's pretty much them saying like yeah like we are gonna do everything we absolutely can to make this about anything but baseball. And there is a significant difference between um, the 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 architectural like theory behind building a multi-use stadium in the in the 60s, like this stadium that like Qualcomm was, versus 
kind of the ideologies that 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 brought forth or gave gave life to the downtown ballparks uh that were built in, in you know uh post 92 when when they started popping up there definitely was an emphasis uh placed more on the you know on on the experience the total experience total fan experience versus the just the game itself right and that's how some mega churches are like they just went full on like let's just look like a freaking like a rock concert mall like you know completely disrupt any notion of like traditional christianity this goes back to the question i was asking at the beginning of the episode which is how much does your how much does the the edifice uh uh the the architecture shape shape your your you know forge your identity as a as a grandstander of a, of a particular team and and the feeling i got at wrigley was well there are no slides there there's no space for anything other than uh, corridors for people to move in and out. I mean, it, it literally felt like I was in a little cave, right? And it was because I am a nostalgic uh, uh, prick. Uh, uh, I, I, I just felt like it just felt so good to be there, you know? It was still in a really odd, surreal way about the game. I don't know what it's going to become of it now that they're world champions and et cetera, et cetera. But to me at that moment, even though I've talked to Cubs fans who say it's not the same Cubs that I grew up watching, I, I understand that, right? But I'm saying it seems very difficult to to do anything but watch the game in a place that really has no other distractions other than, you know, uh, the, the typical distractions that you have at any uh, uh, experience where you are watching something, uh, you know, where you're watching some kind of theater, which is like there's a place for you to piss, there's a place for you to get some food, and there's a place for you to get a beer. But very little for that kind of carnival-esque, entertain me, goddammit, uh, 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 stuff, you know? And I'm thinking... These this this idea of Wrigley seems seems like this 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 permanent structure seems like it's it it has outlived so many fads and ideologies and and people and the and the the people who run these institutions will do things to kind of update in them to and to keep them somewhat relevant the same way these old stodgy churches become uh, uh, somewhat relevant to the masses but when it's all said and done it almost like these 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 cathedrals kind of make they they insulate and they keep this thing kind of trapped in there and they and they they they, they, they don't let it they don't let it become uh I'm not saying it's good or bad they don't let it become uh uh, uh obsolete but also they don't let it they don't let it don't let it outside things infringe on its and its tradition these these more open these more mega these more uh, 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 let's use Petco as an example which I, I happen to it's growing on me it's it's a, it's a beautiful place uh, to me because I I've created those imagistic uh, uh, relationships to it um, it feels like a mall to me and it feels like it's 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 more permeable it it, it can be influenced and it can it can uh, allow more of that outside influence to make it more about the entertainment and less about the actual experience on the field, um, and I don't know if this, that's good or bad, but what does what is that? What is that? Can can you say the same thing about a megachurch and the structure of where a megachurch houses its uh, its spectacle? Um, you know, it's it's. I don't think it's a matter of just sheer size, right? Like, no. Because we can point to plenty of really monstrous sized 
uh, cathedrals and stadiums that that can still you know provide that you know that feeling that you're talking about, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you were just at one not too long ago, right? I was at Estadio Azteca. Right. So, like that—that that exactly. is, I think, would be one of the cathedrals of the world, not just of of a sport or of. I mean, it it is. I would say. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that it's it's top three in the world, of 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 its importance, to events that have occurred in it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, in the sense of like when we say mega, like that's a mega stadium. That is a mega stadium. <laughs> And and it doesn't take away from from everything that that you're talking about. Um, so I wonder. So I don't know. I think I think it's 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 uh, it's a combination of things, and, and and maybe it just comes down to history, and it and it comes down to, um, you know, I think a lot of these new stadiums, ballparks, and new mega churches, um, what they lack more than anything is. like they're still like trying to figure themselves out and trying to figure out like who they are and what they are and what they're trying to do and who they're who they're trying to appeal to i mean they 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 still haven't fully formed and solidified their identity because they're like all over the place trying to do so much and be so sensational and uh you know that's what makes the mega mega churches or ballpark stadiums or whatever so could a mega church accomplish that yeah i think it can um, but I think it takes time to develop. I think, I think over time they can, they can do that with not just through, um, not just only with time, but in that time there need, there need to be, and I think you just hit on it right now with, with Azteca, there need to be significant events that take place that kind of, that create that aura. Good point. Excellent point. So it's uh the structure need not be as important still when it's all said and done it, it something special needs to happen on that field yeah whether it be, whether it be in a whether it be through joyous victories or uh through painful defeats <laughs> right absolutely i uh, i sat in the nosebeats at a sticker and let me just say it was one of the most surreal things I've ever experienced uh, sport-wise. Um, I'll definitely never forget it for the rest of my life. It's sitting there next to uh, fellow grandstander Frida, my daughter. It was, it, was, um, it was pretty amazing, I must say. And so what are your – because you, when you said you described a Wrigley, like it felt like a cave. Because mm-hmm. um, Wrigley has the whole – like you can see out into the city. Right, mm-hmm. like that backdrop, mm-hmm. uh, which Petco has too, and I, I like that. Like I, I love that. Yeah, uh, Yankee Stadium has that. Like I love when you can see uh, the city in the backdrop. Um, how do you feel about that, or compare that to to the sporting venues that are just closed? Like if you really want to create a feel, a cave feeling, those closed in. Well, Azteca. Uh, yes, exactly. Azteca in. does that, right? Um, you could you could get that feel at Qualcomm. I mean, it's it's pretty. It's pretty close. It's oh yeah, it's, totally. It's a bowl, you know. Yep. And, yeah. And angels. Yeah. The bowl. So how do you? What do you? What are your thoughts on the bowl experience compared to the the the, the open city backdrop? 
Well, I I, I I don't mind the bowl because I grew up in in going up and going to Jack Murphy to Qualcomm in in the bowl and and now having gone to Petco, I also was one of these people that really was enamored with with you know I I grew up watching the Cubs. Uh, I'm I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm just saying I grew up watching them on TV because of WGN. You know they were the you know they were the 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 day game was on. If I'd come home from school, sometimes I could watch baseball, and it was lovely to watch a baseball game. But I was always so like. Like I, I'm a mark for, uh, for, for that, that what you just described, that open and seeing the city, the kind of the, uh, for lack of a better term, for the pastoral. But I, I grew up watching in a bowl, and and um, I really, when I said, when I talked about it being a cave, I, I was meaning more to when you, when you go in to take a piss. It just felt dank. It felt like Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> versus like San Diego Petco feels like you know feels like uh, I'm walking through the children's museum. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it makes me feel safe. <laughs> Whereas Wrigley is like, this shit is old. It could fall on top of me right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. The other one feels more like, oh, God, I feel, I feel so liberated right now. Uh, what is your ultimate cathedral that you would like to see one day that you haven't seen yet? Well, shoot, I guess, I guess the Aztec. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's plenty that I would love to see, but if there's one, if I could pick one that, I, that I'm most eager to visit, um, it would be the it would be Azteca in in a ideally ideally in a significant game. Right. Right. You. I think Azteca was it for me, and I and I did it. And now now I now I start to like think. Well, what else do I really really? I mean, there's all these European stadiums that I like to see, but nothing. Uh, I, I I'm I'm an uh, I'm an Americanist. I love I love the Americas, and my loyalty is always going to be to 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 the Americas. So I feel like we have everything that is ever important. Anything that's meaningful is is here already. We don't need to go across the fucking pond to. Uh, kiss someone's ass there but you know i'd really love to go to arena mexico oh yeah you know uh so many of those boxers that my father uh, talked about as a as a young man uh to me uh they all they all fucking you know they went through there so just the, i just want to i i don't even, i just want to go inside it you know just feel it i know the energy there is probably fucking amazing and surreal in the the Hialeah gym in TJ, I've been in that, <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I would have gone to Yankee Stadium. That that's actually that's actually that was that was a really important one to me. Um, that's too bad that I didn't get to see it. I'm glad you got to see it. weren't you there with Rafa and Fabi? Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, to yeah. watch a Padre game. Yeah, well, it was like a we used the Padre game as an excuse to take a trip out to, um, take a trip out to New York. And now you're there. Is that the trip that got you to be like, I need to be here? Um, I didn't necessarily. You already knew. I didn't. No, no. I I didn't leave there. I didn't leave thinking or leave here thinking. Um, next order business is is moving here, but um, but it definitely. I I left absolutely loving the city and and saying to myself, I could I could totally, I could totally do this. 
You're a very wise and prudent and measured man, my friend, Professor. Um, to close, I want to I I talk uh, uh, about a story that I think uh, kind of sums all this up. Um, and, and I just thought of it right now. Uh, when I was in Italy, I kept, I kept hearing about this, this uh, I kept hearing this word campanolismo. I, I'm sure I'm saying it incorrectly. Campanolismo talks about, I think it comes from the word, like the bell, like the bell tower that you belong to, right? That your parish, your, your, your church that you, that you are most loyal to. And I, I think first and foremost, the thing we're probably most loyal to is our family, right? And, and that's the thing that utopias always try to break apart. And that is uh, our loyalty to our families, which is why they do everything in our power to make uh, uh, the 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 um, the loyalty to to the to the society to the to the to the greater society at large to the utopia, and, and that gets into a lot of trouble. But after that, I would say that the loyalties would probably be to the parish or the spiritual uh, cathedral uh, parish that Salas be right. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a church. Uh, it could be something else, uh, some kind of like uh, centralized ideological uh, clearinghouse that guards our, uh, our philosophical neuroses. Um, and I would dare say that in this uh, post, uh, post-modern reality, post-apocalyptic reality, I would say that the thing that, that, uh, that has the power to bring together people um, and, and dissuade them from uh, surrendering to the uh, to the vulgarity of the utopia is is the sport spectating spectacle, and that's something we're gonna I'm gonna keep talking about over and over. And I would dare say the Italians have this thing; it's called campanolismo. They are loyal to the bell tower, to the church of their community, before they're loyal to their actual city, before they're loyal to their actual region, before they're loyal to the actual. Uh, a country, you know, and and we know how proud Italians are of their cities, and uh, let me tell you, they are even prouder of the uh, parish and community that they belong to, and then the thing that they're more proud of be beyond that is their family. So it's really funny these things and these ways these structures work. But I think another thing that Italians are really, really, really into is their soccer teams, uh, and the cathedral uh, holds as much power over them uh, the cathedral of the of the stadium holds as much power over them as the the uh the the, the bell tower of the their local church and um i think i think as we evolve as humans that's that's kind of uh where it's going to be and where it's going to be at and grandstand's going to be there to remind everyone uh i want to dedicate this episode to all of the people out there who uh have uh, decided to give up hope uh, don't give up hope just yet um get to work out on this professor anything you want to say yeah, don't give up hope, and um, your sports team will will win a championship. <laughs> That's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about. But seriously, um, get to work out on this. We're out. Cheer harder. <laughs> <laughs>